Has identity politics reared its head in the lead-up to the 2019 federal election, or had it been there all along, but this time someone said what is usually kept behind closed doors? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. On our last episode, we spoke to three pollsters about what they see on the horizon heading into the 2019 vote. For Burnaby South's Karen Wang, yeah, it's over before it started. Wang is a prominent young businesswoman in Burnaby, running a number of daycare centers. She emigrated to Canada from China in 1999. She is well known in the community of Burnaby and was selected by the Liberals to run in the Burnaby South by-election on February 25th. What heightened the profile of the by-election is that federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh is running there as well to gain a seat in Parliament. He's been on the outside looking in when it came to question period. Needless to say, a lot of eyes would be on this campaign to gauge the strength of the NDP and the Liberal brands ahead of the October federal election. For those unfamiliar with Burnaby, about half the population is made up of immigrants, mostly from Asia. It was Wang's WeChat post that appealed to the Chinese-Canadian community in Burnaby that got her thrown overboard from the good ship Liberal. In her post, she points out she's of Chinese descent and Singh is of Indian descent. And by pointing out their heritage, Wang has been called a racist, forced out of the election, will not be given a second chance. Former MLA Richard Lee will now carry the Liberal banner for the 25th. Now, coming up on the Unpublished Cafe, we'll chat with Caroline Andrew. She's the director of the Center on Governance at the University of Ottawa and an expert on Canadian politics. But first, we go to Burnaby, B.C., and I'm pleased to be joined by Karen Wang. Now, Karen, I want to thank you for joining us. Politics is a blood sport, but did you think you'd be bloody from your own party? Uh, oh, thank you for having me here today. And uh, so, um, actually, uh, from the post, um, uh, you know, I posted on WeChat. It's a social media for uh, people, um, for like a Chinese, a Chinese Canadian community uh, to communicate. Uh, most of the people don't understand uh, very much English, and so I, my understanding is, my post was misunderstood and was taken out of context. And the English version created an incorrect impression that I was playing the race card. Uh, that was totally incorrect. So I'd like to explain okay. later on. All right. Now, what were you trying to say by outlining? You tell me if I, if I'm going in the wrong direction here. All right. What were you trying to say by outlining the backgrounds of you as a Chinese Canadian and Jagmeet Singh of Indian descent? Uh, actually, the post uh, was just an invitation for people to come out to attend the campaign office opening. Uh, it's for my own supporters. And uh, actually, um, nowhere in the post did I mention people should vote for me because of my racial background. Um, in the post, there is no single word mentioned uh, people should vote for me because of my racial background. Uh, so um, actually, here's what was uh, actually, uh, actually said over there. And on the post, it uh, was said, brothers and sisters, Thank you for your help at the contested nomination on December 29th. We won the nomination, and I became the candidate. The Prime Minister has recently announced that Burnaby South by-election will be on February 25th. We have a one-in-a-lifetime winning opportunity in this election. There are more than 20,000 Chinese-Canadian voters, equal to 40% of the voters in the riding. If we can increase the voting rate, as the only Chinese-Canadian candidate, we can win with 16,000 votes. 
our votes can be decisive for this election, and we can make history. For this election, my real competitor is the NDP, South Asian Canadian candidate, Jack Mitzen. And you will note uh, that I point out Mr. Sen's culture background with equal emphasis as his political affiliation. The subject of the sentence is Mr. Sen, not his cultural background. Now, when you say, uh, just going back in your statement a bit, uh, you, you say we and 20,000 Chinese Canadians. Well, does that not try and separate the two? Uh, no, um, actually, when I mention about that, it's a state of the fact. Uh, you know, in the writing, uh, there is uh, 20,000 Chinese Canadian voters equal to 40% of the voters in the writing. That's the way how I, mot- I was trying to motivate the uh, supporters to come out to get engaged in my campaign team. What message were you... I guess, trying to convey to in this WeChat message? Is, is this, uh, I, I want your vote, or is this together we can, we can make a difference? Uh, what my message was, together, if we increase, if we vote, we can make the difference. Our votes can be decisive for this election. Uh, because, you know, uh, in, um, historically, like, you know, according to the record, According to the record, and the Chinese Canadian community uh, normally has a low uh, voting turnout in the election, and uh, so that you know, I was trying to motivate the people and encourage people to get involved in politics and to get engaged in my campaign. So that's my intention. So traditionally, in Burnaby South, uh, the Chinese Canadian community is has a low voter turnout then. And this was a, exactly. a, a direct appeal to them. Yeah, like, you know, uh, comparing with the average. Right. It's a, it's a low uh, turnout. Now, you put this out on WeChat, and that, that's a Chinese uh, social media, uh, obviously, uh, Chinese social media forum. Uh, now, I'm yes. wondering, <clears throat> when, when you look at, at, at something like that, is it used directly to appeal to certain people, or were you trying to get it to everybody? And in, in this case, too. No. It's only uh, to my own supporters uh, who mm. helped me win the nomination. And those people are living in the writing. And, uh, you know, um, they, um, they voted for me to win the nomination. So that's my, um, my like, you know, that's my, um, mm-hmm. like, audience. Um, I, it's just, you know... Um, it was sent to only those people. It's my own supporters. And uh, because other people, and uh, so it's uh, what to see. Um, that's what I heard from actually when I gave out the invitation and uh, the campaign office was asking me, they said, uh, you should invite your people who voted for you uh, at the contested nomination to come and join us and to celebrate. At the same time, I didn't get a t- chance to Say thank you to them. So it's it's it will be a good opportunity uh, to say thank you to them. Karen Wang is uh, joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. She's the former Liberal candidate in uh, Burnaby South, who has been uh, replaced by uh, Richard Lee. Now uh, back to WeChat here for a second. Obviously, that's uh, as I mentioned, it's Chinese social social media forum. 
Do you think possibly the uh, translation could have been an issue here? Exactly. Um, actually, um, uh, you know, from the beginning, as I said, uh, my post uh, was um, misinterpreted and people got misinformed and misguided. So that causes a misunderstanding over here. And uh, so the English translation and the, the Chinese post, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, totally different. And uh, people have the impression that I was trying to play the race card. Actually, that's, that's not my intention at all. Let's go back a bit from when you won the the nomination to carry the Liberal banner into this by-election. And did you get much support from the Liberal Party after you won that nomination? Maybe some, whether it be financial help, whether it be, would be uh, some uh, extra people in the office to help you out. Did you get any support from the, from the uh, Liberals here? Uh, I do have in, and uh, uh, they've been helping me around. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, you know, from my uh, observation, I think I do have, uh, you know, um, uh, support. Uh, I mean, uh, like, you know, a campaign mm-hmm. team over there. So, yeah, so, um, but, you know, they, they didn't uh, really give me a training uh, about, you know, the Chinese, like a WeChat post. Probably uh, one reason is because of the language issue and uh, not many people in the campaign team really understand the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's uh, what happened. You know, I, I'm wondering, and, and you know, we, we can talk about the you know this whole situation where uh, it seems that it was almost identity politics or, or playing the race card, which you've obviously said you're not. And and uh, when I'm looking at, at this situation politically, do you think you might have got better traction if you pointed out that Singh was being parachuted in from Ontario as opposed to perhaps you know what his background is? Um, I uh, actually am still new to politics, and uh, for this, um, I I believe you know each party has their own uh, best interest of you know the, of uh, sending people to uh, writing, and uh, you know for my campaign that time uh, was on my strong connection with the community uh, because myself is immigrant. I came to Canada. 20 years ago with my husband under the highly trained manpower program from China uh, with nothing. And um, I landed in Burnaby South and I raised my family in Burnaby South. Uh, and um, I went to school in Burnaby South and uh, I set up my own daycare business in Burnaby South. And last year I ran for MLA in Burnaby South as well. So I worked so hard um, last year for the provincial election. I knocked on over 7,500 houses. Um, so that's, that's uh, you know, that's my focus now, uh, during the campaign. You, you had tendered your resignation, and then you, you went back and you asked for a second chance. Uh, you were turned down. But what reasons were you given from the, by the Liberals to uh, not, give, not give you a second chance? Um. It is because um, after I resigned from, um, I mean, I resigned of, for my uh, candidacy, and I just realized uh, from the news um, and, uh, you know, according to, uh, from the statement, um, uh, I mean, uh, Liberal Party gave to uh, public, and uh, they said, I resigned because the, I have to resign, you know, something like, you know, they said uh, Liberal Party is 
belief or Liberal Party's uh, policy, um, my comment in the WeChat post does not match the Liberal Party's policy, which I disagree with. Uh, so that's why I said I'm because I believe the party is um, uh, misguided and misinformed because of the misinterpretation of the language. Uh, so I'd like to give the party a second consideration and see, you know, people misunderstood. And I understand this. So I would like to let the party like reconsider my candidacy. So that's that's why. Uh, I called for a media conference and, you know, was trying to ask the second chance to run. Why did you decide to run for the Liberals in the in the first place? I understand you, you also tried to seek the Conservative nomination. Early last year, I got approached by both parties. Um, it's uh, um, what you see after I did study on both parties' policies. I choose federal liberal. Uh, party because of the policy, um, especially for Liberal Party, I strongly believe in liberty, equality, diversity, uh, multiculturalism, compassion, um, national unity, and speech freedom, uh, religious freedom, and democracy. And all those makes me, uh, you know, choose mm. a federal Liberal Party. Well, have have you considered running as an independent then? Um, I mean, that time uh, after the uh, at the media conference, people were asking, and uh, I, I didn't uh, really have time uh, to think about it. And now, uh, because I am uh, three months pregnant, uh, so so uh, I'm not a candidate anymore, and I would rather focus on the family and the daycare business and nonprofit uh, and charities activities and performing for the seniors. Will you be seeking any legal action against the Liberals? Uh, not for now. I still strongly believe in the Liberal Party's policy, and um, and I, I, you know, I of course I feel disappointed about that decision. Um, it's it's a, it's a, it's nobody's fault. It's caused by the misinterpretation, and because the language um, translations in, and so that made people misguided and misinformed and people misunderstood me. Will you consider politics again? Um, it's what you see. It will depend, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so I won't restrict, restrict anything uh, from my life because um, my I grew up in a village um, uh, in China and when I came to Canada as immigrant 20 years ago, we borrowed money to buy air tickets to fly to Canada. Uh, this is how we started. And uh, we are so grateful for this country. And right now, I have about 20 people, like my extended family, all living in the community. And this country is so inclusive, and uh, they accept us. And it doesn't matter what background you have, what language you speak, and what religions, what religion you believe in and where you came from, and uh, the, uh, this country accepts you, includes you, values you, and um, respects you, and gives you an equal opportunity to work hard and be successful and treat people as equal individuals. So we, are, we love this country. We are so proud of being a Canadian. And uh, what I am thinking all the time is, as long as I can, I will give back.
and I will contribute to our community. So, you know, the, uh, what you see, the difficulties I went through won't stop me uh, from serving the community, I mean, um, continuously. And uh, politics is not the only way for me to give back. So, and there are lots of ways, like, for example, serving the community by uh, opening, you know, more daycares. And uh, uh, people know in Burnaby, um, the daycare is in crisis. We don't have enough spot and people have long waiting list and it's costly. My goal um, of setting up daycares is uh, to provide quality, accessible and affordable childcare programs to the families. And uh, this is the way to give back because, you know, at the same time I create jobs. I have nine staff, nine teachers working with me here and we pay tax to the government. So it's it's a way to give back. And also I am a Chinese opera performer. Uh, I landed when I was very little from the generation uh, family, uh, from my family. And uh, so I, I consider like using my music as a way to give back as well. So my since my sisters came here, she is a national class Chinese opera artist. And we have organized a um, nonprofit performing group and um, uh, we have been visiting senior homes, senior centers uh, regularly. So this is the way to give back as well. And we want to make sure our seniors are taken good care of. And they have already con- yeah, contributed so much to the community. Now it's our turn to look after them. Karen, I want to thank you for joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. Thank you. You have a good day. And you as well. Karen Wang is the former Liberal candidate in Burnaby South who was forced out after a controversial social media post. Is this a case of identity politics or is this, as some say, political correctness run amok? Has Wang been vilified for pointing out the cultural differences between her and Singh or is she just saying what all political parties do but they never say it out loud? And to get some more perspective on that, I am pleased to be joined this morning by Caroline Andrew, Director of the Center of Governance at the University of Ottawa. And Caroline, first off, do you feel what Wang posted was a racist? Well, I think you were right to say that this is something that's always gone on. I think she was... uh, It uh, was identity politics, and I think... Excuse me. She was mostly um, in error in sending it um, to a list that she thought was a private list, and I think she um, she was. Uh, what struck me is kind of uh, unnecessary, and is because her writing is uh, very heavily um, not born in Canada or recent immigrants, and by far the largest number are those of Chinese descent. So it was sort of unnecessary in a way. She was going to win the the constituency, and what it what it ended up being is her having to leave and them getting somebody else. I think the interesting thing is all the is also not only the local level but the sort of whole political level because I think. Uh, that in fact the uh, the Liberal Party, uh, federal Liberal Party, was really hoping um, that uh, 
that the NDP would win the race because they thought he was the uh, the most, probably the least popular um, leader of the NDP, and so that might help them in the federal election because more people might vote um, for the Liberals rather than voting for the NDP. So I think there was sort of a two-sided vision from the federal government. They were sorry to lose her, but they weren't all that unhappy that she stepped down and uh, and he would likely win the by-election. And for the Liberal Party, that's a good thing. But I think um, it's clear that the kind of ethnic mentions have always existed in Canadian politics. Uh, well, we could go back to the whole question of the Aboriginal population for which uh, their exclusion and they're now trying to make some people trying to make up for it has existed for a long, long time. Um, as we know, the federal immigration law was clearly um, racist just until just after the Second World War, where we had a white immigration policy. And it was only when we absolutely needed workers uh, to come and fill out the industries that were going to be, we hoped, were going to be growing after the Second World War, that we began to think, oh, uh, yeah, we better have some Portuguese bricklayers, or we needed some Italian people who would uh, make better food than we were doing at the time. So I think that we have to remember how long that list that existed in Canadian law. It was really um, only fairly much after the Second World War that we began to see that we we wanted a lot more people for industrial reasons, and we needed them from where they would they wanted to come from. So it started from from Europe, and then it uh, then it went uh, a bit further, and then it started to go uh, even to. Uh, well, then there were the Vietnamese and the when the boat people, and then there's many, many more. And I think the only thing that's changed in a way is um, the role. I would say the role of public opinion has changed, and especially, um, and that's your domain, not mine. This kind of social media and the visualization of cases. Uh, that are important, because as we all know, uh, certainly in Canada, the boat people were, the Vietnamese boat people were a huge rallying cry for Marianne Dewar, who said, we need to bring them here. And the French also, it's wonderful film about the the French who went out to, uh, to get both people too, and so we began to think of ourselves as heroes and them as poor people who needed a better home. And I think that began to change the vision we had of ourselves. But certainly, that's still quite recent that we began to think that we needed, and we began to realize that we were we needed more people to 
to do all kinds of things that Canadians didn't particularly like to do. So I think that also works. So it's a long, I mean, I think it's a really interesting story, this one, but I think it follows a long line of Canadian politics and um, being only moved. And in a way, what's interesting now, and as I said, that's your domain, um, is how things get changed when people see visual evidence of somebody in need of being helped. And so I think what uh, what this one shows is that in the way she was, uh, the liberal candidate was, I think, just um, being silly. She knew she was going to win. But I think what she didn't realize, of course, is in the digital age, everybody has access to everybody's confidential mm-hmm. um emails and she thought she was only you know that she was only doing it to people she knew well but of course one of them for whatever reason we don't know decided to spill it to the press and say that uh and of course then she had to resign and probably for her that's a well of course she's she's now lost out and will have to do other things but i think that it really indicates to me a long, long history. And what has changed is the, the digital age and the age of photo, photographing, because we never could do that. We, we couldn't, uh, when, we, when we did the residential schools and did things like that, there was nobody photographing or except in black and white. Mm-hmm. The, but now the whole world sees, and the, probably the best example recently was the boy on the beach, where Canadian public opinion was running relatively anti-Syrian immigration. And the day that photograph showed, it switched 150 mm-hmm. degrees, yeah. and everyone in Canada wanted uh, uh, to get that family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think it's a long tradition, and we... Uh, and what this one shows is how it's such a political issue, uh, both back and forth, who's going to benefit from it. Um, the individual candidates get a bit pushed around by larger, um, by provincial elections, federal elections, and municipal elections. We all know from the recent controversies in Toronto and with the Ontario government. But the individual candidates are relatively small pawns in the world of um, municipal, big city, especially big city government, provincial government and federal elections, which are all uh, working to try and position themselves in the best way possible to the Canadian electorate. Caroline Andrew is joining us on the Unpublished Cafe, director at the Center on Governance at the University of Ottawa as we talk about identity politics and, uh, in particular, the Karen Wang situation in Burnaby South. You know, uh, in, in terms of Karen, she did, all she did really is she pointed out the basic cultural differences, saying she was Chinese-Canadian and, and Singh was of Indian descent. Uh, at that point, I, I, I'm wondering, because it was on WeChat, and that, that's a uh, Chinese social media forum, I, I'm wondering if if perhaps the translation of what she said going to English could have been misinterpreted, uh, misread, that kind of a situation. I'm sure that must 
be partially true. I mean, most of us, certainly nobody outside the Chinese community or very few people speak fluent Chinese. I know one or two people, but that's all. And so it could be that she was, yes, just pointing out a, a sort of a category, a difference in categories. But I think uh, what what she didn't think of, and that was maybe silly of her, but it certainly had consequences for her, is that she didn't realize that somebody would immediately um, present it in a different way, in a more public way. And then, of course, she had to resign. And uh, with all the repercussions of different levels of government about this one. And, of course, we're feeling in a sensitive mood right now because the Ontario government has been so clear about uh, it's in, mm. about cutting things to francophone. So everybody's in a, a sort of a more sensitive moment about the French-English distinction and, of course, then all other kinds of distinctions that are important or not important in Canadian politics. You know, when when we look at the situation of identity politics, you know, I, I think the most blatant form of seeing it or the complaint about it, I think back to the... Uh, the 95 referendum with Jacques Parizeau when, when uh, they came out on the, uh, the losing end, blamed it all on the money and the, and the ethnic vote. And then, you know, in, in the Harper government, we even are, you know, we heard that they were targeting certain uh, ethnic enclaves to try and bring them into the, the conservative tent. So really, I'm, I'm wondering, like, why is it that this is so upsetting for the liberals when it's been around forever? Yeah, no, I think it, uh, I would say it wasn't so upsetting to the Liberals. In fact, it uh, in a way probably served their cause because, as I say, they want Jagmar Singh to, to win. So it was probably, they were probably uh, a bit saying the, how offensive this was, but really very pleased that that was going to help the person they thought would would help them in the upcoming election. So it's all about um, electoral politics. And as we know, Canadians, well, we all were brought up on the story of Sir John A. Macdonald uh, telegraphing or tele- telegraphing, saying, send me another 10,000. Um, we certainly got a history of being quite, being able to live with, political corruption, but we're getting better. We are getting better at that. We're getting a little more, uh, a little bit more rules about that. But I think it, it does connect to the, the always the inter-federal provincial dimension, the, the language dimensions, the regional dimensions that make up the basic politics of this country. And so uh, the, the not the victim, but the person who loses out in this is, is of course, the, the first candidate who's now uh, now has no yeah. immediate political future. You know, but it does point out the very strong strain we've always had about identifying uh, different kinds of identity in every form of politics. Do you, do you think Singh's the big winner here now with all the publicity surrounding this by-election? And obviously he needs us to get in. This is the publicity. He's half, he's half a country away from where from his hometown. Do you think he's yeah. the, the big winner here? 
I think he is, and I think the federal Liberal Party is. Hmm. Um, I think he is in the uh, immediate sense. He probably will win, and he probably uh, will um, do okay. And, of course, what the Liberals hope is that the NDP will get enough seats to be at least uh, diminish the conservative the conservative number of seats. So I think he's a winner in the short term. The liberals are a winner in sort of the medium term. And uh, we uh, voters are, um, as usual, a bit confused about Mm -hmm. who we're going to vote for anyways. Well, thank goodness we have uh, until October to make that decision. Yes, yes. We've got a bit of time and we'll be able to listen to you and read newspapers and try and figure things out. Caroline, I want to thank you for joining us. Well, a pleasure as always, Ed. Caroline Andrew, Director of the Center on Governance at the University of Ottawa. And now it's time for you to weigh in. You've heard directly from Karen Wang, who has been branded a racist for her comments on WeChat. She has pointed out that the translation of her post did not come out well. So here's the question for you. Do you feel Karen Wang's social media post was racist, or do you feel the liberals cut her loose because it portrayed them as playing identity politics? You can have your say by logging on to unpublished.vote and have your say. I want to thank Caroline Andrew at the University of Ottawa for joining us, as well as Karen Wang, the former Liberal candidate in Burnaby South. And thank you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand.